0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Obibiter State of the Union podcast. We have hit the stretch run of the season, the last four games. Uh, We'll take a look and see if um, everybody has kept their success going. Uh, I believe last time one, maybe two teams had two losses and everybody else only had one or was still undefeated. Um, So everybody's having really good years this year, um, so we'll kind of see where everybody's still at, and then we'll look at the playoffs and look at injuries. <clears throat> so starting with the Browns, over the third quarter of the season, the Browns went 3-2, and two. Uh, They picked up a home win over the Brooklyn Bulls, lost to the Raiders at home, beat the Chicago Blues on the road, lost to the Bengals on the road, and then beat the Falcons at home. Um, So kind of a hiccup there for the Browns um, after the really strong start they got off to. Uh, Looking at their last four games, uh, they will travel to New York to play the Jets, Baltimore to play the Ravens in a divisional game, Kansas to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, and then finish off the season at home against the Ravens to finish off their division schedule. Um, We'll take a look and see... um, playoff-wise and standing-wise, how important or at least what ramifications that game with the Chiefs will have. Um, Even with those two losses in the third quarter of the season, I'm pretty sure they're still in control of their division, so I don't think their playoff positioning has been in any way threatened um, by, by their division rivals or anything. Um, so yeah, those two losses, a little bit of a hiccup there. Um, I know the Raiders are pretty tough, so that one's not entirely surprising, um, giving, given the Browns team, you know, and what they, you know, what their strengths are. A little bit surprising that it handed them a loss there, but Kind of helps keep things a little bit interesting, I guess. Um, so, still a good good position for the Browns. Um, three, or I guess two losses on the season at this with four games to go is... Nobody's going to really be too upset to only have two losses at that point. Um, moving on to the Chiefs. Through the third quarter of the season... The Chiefs are, well, they went 3-1-1. and uh, Coming out of the bye week in week eight, they lost by a point to the 49ers at home in week nine. Um, I, both teams were 7-0 at that time. Um, and, you know, Looking at the you know overall team rating, um, Kansas City was at least by overall standards, clearly the better team. Um, but when the other teams you know seven and0, they're doing something right as well. Um, one point loss, you know, first one of the year, not not too worried there. A um, little frustrated, yes, but not really worried. Uh, in week ten, uh, the Chiefs got back in the win column with a win over the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, week eleven, uh, the Chiefs traveled to Denver and whatever the you know whatever the Madden algorithm you know why it decides to do what it does sometimes uh, it ended the game in a ten ten tie, um, which on you know on one hand, if it was with it with it being a division rival, I can you know probably talk myself into making it make sense or you know talk anybody else into making it make sense by saying you know it was a rivalry game, even the computer you know kind of i mean i've had I've had teams that were you know clearly better than a division rival, and the game's just tough because, you know, you play each other twice a year, and, you know, the computer kind of, I think, accounts for that a little bit with it, you know, being somebody that you play a little bit more often. But 10-10 tie, not the worst thing in the world, but I'm, I don't know, with, with rules that we have for, you know, like in high school where it's, you know, go until one team can't score... You know, uh, I understand why they can't do that in the NFL and why, you know, with revenue and all that, why they have to have, you know, for one overtime period, why you just call it a tie. Uh, still, you know, seems kind of stupid to me, but it is what it is. Uh, then week 10, Chiefs picked up a road win over the Rams in Los Angeles. And then in week 13... Uh, The Broncos came to Kansas City, and Kansas City won that game 28-23. So, you know, not not too shabby of a third quarter, um, especially, you know, getting ready for the home stretch. Um, In the fourth quarter of the season, the Chiefs will go to Oakland to play the Raiders for their last division game against the Raiders. Uh, week 15, they'll go to Houston to play the Texans. Week 16, they'll be at home against the Browns. Um, and then they'll finish off week 17 at home against the Chargers. Um, with four games to go, uh, I believe the I, – I was told the Chiefs are the only team that's clinched a playoff spot at this point. Um, that's – I don't think the – I think that's the first time that's happened for the Chiefs. Um, being, you know, only having one loss and a, one tie at this point is, I think, the best the Chiefs have done in quite a while. I think maybe in one of the first two years of this, they had a season kind of like this. But ever since then, it seems like it's either a, you know, fight to win the division or, you know, they they do really well through part of the season then kind of hit a little bump in the road and kind of fall back into the middle where they're a wild card team or um not very often have the chiefs been the one or two seed going into the playoffs and gotten that bye week in the first part of the schedule first part of the playoff schedule um and like i said we'll see what you know ramifications that game with the browns has um but, you know, looking looking pretty good there. Uh, moving on to the Patriots. Let's see. And as usual, the Patriots are back to their simulated winning ways. Um, they went undefeated in the third quarter of the season. Um, so that gives them two losses on the year, which were both user games. Um So, yeah, nothing really new there for them. Uh, They won in Houston. They won in Miami, beat the Brooklyn Bulls at home, uh, went to Minnesota, picked up a win, and then beat Buffalo at home. Um, Coming up in the fourth quarter, they will play Detroit at home, go to Chicago to play the Bears, travel to Baltimore, have the Ravens come to them, and then have the Jets come to them. Um, based on that third quarter, um, I, I don't think the Patriots have any user games left. Uh, let me take a look. They do not. They have used all others. So there's, you know, based on the third quarter, there's a pretty good chance that the Patriots will simulate wins for the rest of the season. They might lose one along the way, but more than I, I won't be shocked if they end up simulating wins for the rest of the season Uh, it just seems to be how it goes for them um so we'll go take a look at the standings and see where see where the afc stands uh looking at the afc north the browns are 10 and 2 uh they lead their division by four games uh the ravens are in second at six and six so yeah not really worried about the browns winning their division or anybody <laughs> making a run at them to try to make things interesting down the stretch. Uh, Steelers are third at five and eight, and the Bengals are last at five and seven. Uh, moving on to the AFC East, the Patriots are ten and two. Um, the Jets are three games back of them at seven and five possibly if somehow the Patriots lose a couple of games, that the Jets could make that division race interesting. But more than likely, the Patriots will stay at that three-game lead. Maybe it drops to two, but I doubt it gets any closer than that. Um, So yeah, Jets second at seven and five. The Bills are third at four and eight, and the Dolphins are last at three and nine. Uh, And then we look at the AFC West, where Kansas City is leading by three games over the Raiders. Um, and the Chiefs have clinched a playoff spot already. The uh, Raiders are second at seven and five Broncos are third at four and seven and the Chargers are last at three and nine. Um, so I Kansas City you know plays the Raiders this week. they win that game. there's the Raiders won't be able to get any closer than probably maybe two games potentially. If something were to happen to get, you know, they're not going to be able to overtake the Chiefs for that lead division lead. Um, so overall, in the AFC right now, uh, Kansas City has the one seed at ten and one and one. Uh, Patriots have moved ahead of the Browns into second at ten and two. The Browns are now third at ten and two. Um, Interestingly, if I don't think those two played each other this year, um, so if it's anything like real life, the Patriots might have jumped ahead of the Browns because the Browns' two losses have been to um, AFC foes and the well, that's not entirely true because the Patriots have lost one game to the, to an AFC opponent, one game to the to an NFC opponent. Uh, I'd have to go back and look and see who the Browns actually lost to. Um, either way, I'm not really going to try to figure out how the game differs from real life as far as figuring out tiebreakers and all that crap. Um, kind of interesting that the Patriots have jumped in front of the Browns for the second seed. Um, and then after the Browns, it would be the Brooklyn Bulls with the four seed at seven and five. And then they would be looks like the Raiders would get the first wild card spot and the Jets would get the second. Um, but the Ravens are still on the hunt at six and six. Steelers are probably mathematically still in it, but at five and eight, probably not really going to be able to make much, you know, much of a move to get into even the second wild card spot. Um, so it looks like, at least in the AFC, the playoffs might be f- fairly set. Um, there might, with the Chiefs and Browns still coming up, uh, that might shake up the top three spots a little bit, but it might not, I don't know. Um, we'll just have to see how see what happens when we get to that point uh the two games before that game might have more impact on you know where everybody's at and make that even though it's a user first user game it might not you know affect things much depending on what happens in the two games before it for each team Um, but all three afc teams are definitely going to make the playoffs and there might be you know a little fluctuation down the stretch over who is one two and three but not not probably gonna nobody's gonna overtake any of those three teams to move into the second third or first spot um so we'll go take a look at the nfc starting with the packers and through the third quarter of the season, the Packers went 3-1. and one. Uh, They had their bye week in Week 9. Uh, then they traveled to Detroit, picked up a division, went over the Lions, uh, came back to Lambeau and beat the Jets, lost to the 49ers at Lambeau in Week 12, and then beat the Vikings in Lambeau in Week 13. Um I believe at that point when the Niners played the Packers, they may have had a loss at that point, so they were still still looking, you know, record-wise, still looking pretty good in the NFC. Um, I believe, I think, the last time I looked, they were the number one seed in the playoffs, so I would imagine they're probably still there. Um, I think if the Packers would have won that game, they might have been able to leapfrog them for that spot. But to be honest, I'm not real sure. I don't really remember where the I mean, NFC was after the, at the halfway point, so we'll have to take a look at that. Uh, in the fourth quarter of the season for the Packers, they will travel to Washington to play the Washington football team, go down to Miami to play the Dolphins. Uh, kind of like the Chiefs in week 16, they've got a user and what could um, have pretty – um, powerful playoff implications. Uh, user game against the Panthers in week 16 in Lambeau. Um, those games, you know, every once in a while, one of them blows the other out, but for the most part, they're pretty competitive, fun to watch games. Uh, so we'll, I don't expect anything different this one out of this one. Um, so we'll kind of see how that affects who gets what seed in the playoffs because I'm pretty sure they're both in. Um, and then looking at week seventeen, the Packers will travel to LA to play the Rams. Um, so, two losses on the season for the Packers. You know, like I said, for the Browns and the you know any. Right now, I don't think any of the users are going to complain about their records. I think everybody's, you know, pretty happy with where they're at and you know record wise. Because I think. Two losses is the most that any of us have. Um, moving on to the Panthers. Through the third quarter of the, in the third quarter, the Panthers went, let's see, they went three and, nope, two and two. Uh, they also had their bye week in week nine. Uh, then on week 10, they traveled to Atlanta, picked up a victory there. Traveled to Dallas in week 11 and lost to the Cowboys. Uh, Came back home in week 12 and beat the Giants. And then in week 13 went to New Orleans and lost to the Saints in a division matchup. Um, So, kind of like the Browns, you kind of don't want to have, you know, it's, it's not overall concerning to have a hiccup here in the, you know, third quarter of the season. I mean, you're... To that point, sitting pretty good. Um, I guess at that point, I would give the Panthers three losses, so they would be the only user team I think that has more than two losses. Which, like I said, I you know none of us are going to complain with even three losses. I mean, you've for a lot of us, it's been you know some years. It's a struggle to you know win your division and you're hoping to have a you know user game left and maybe you know, win your division and get yourself into the playoffs or, you know, fight to at least give yourself a chance to stay in the playoffs. So having everybody with, you know, only three losses being the, you know, highest number of losses by anybody, I'd say that's pretty good for all of us. Um, I'm pretty much probably going to guarantee that both um, Panthers and Packers make the playoffs this year. Uh, Coming up in the fourth quarter of the season for the Panthers, they will... Um, be at home versus the Steelers home versus the Redskins and then in week 16 you got that Packers matchup in Lambeau and then in week 17 they'll go to Chicago to play the Blues um, so really for the only teams that really have any game to really look forward to in the last part of the season are the Chiefs and Browns game and then the Packers Panthers game Um Other than that, I imagine everybody's kind of... Coasting's not really the correct way to put it because I'm sure maybe by week 17 everybody might rest some starters, but until then, no, I mean, I'm not real worried about anybody losing a whole bunch of games in the last four, Um, but having two user games will be kind of fun and see how that kind of shakes up the playoffs a little bit. Um, Looking at the NFC standings... Um, let's see. NFC North: Packers are 10 and 2, lead their division by four games. The Lions are second at 6 and 6. Uh, Bears are 5 and 6. Vikings last at 2 and 10. Uh, yeah, not gonna. Lions aren't gonna be able to push the Packers for the division, so Packers are in. Uh, looking at the NFC South: Panthers are 10 and 3, three games ahead of the Saints, who are 7 and 5. I do believe the Panthers have played the Saints twice. Well, they have played the Saints twice, so they don't have to play them anymore. Um so their only only division game left is that week 17 matchup with the Blues who are 1 and 11. So theoretically over the last 4 games the Saints could potentially catch up to the Panthers, but I I doubt it's going to happen. Um, and the Panthers will end up winning their division. Uh, so looking at the NFC playoff picture, uh, the Packers are the one seed at 10-2. and two. Panthers are the two seed at 10-3. and three. Um, So basically all that might happen is that week 16 game. Uh, if the Panthers win, they could leap. Well, if they both win the two games leading up to their game, then, you know, if the Panthers beat the Packers, they would just switch spots and the Packers would go to the two seed and the Panthers would get the one. Um, If the Packers win, then nothing changes. Um, I guess at nine and three in the third spot, the 49ers could still overtake the Panthers for the two seed and put the Panthers into the three. Um... I'd have to look at the Niners' schedule and see who they got left to see just how likely I feel that might be. Um, so that, that could be a little bit of a shake-up there. On uh, the fourth spot would be the Cowboys at 8-4. and four. And then your two wildcard teams would be the 8-3-1 Seahawks and the 8-4 and four Washington football team. 7-5, uh, and five. the Saints aren't probably mathematically out of it yet because they're only a game behind Washington and Dallas and Seattle. Um, and the Seahawks, um, Cowboys and Washington could even catch up to the Niners and possibly the Panthers. Um, Cause they're all, I mean, the Panthers have at 10 and 3, I've got a one game lead on the Niners. Uh, the Niners have a one game lead on the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Redskins. Um, or I guess the Washington football team. So, a little bit of shaking up in the bottom part of the order for the NFC could still probably happen. Um, at 6 and 6, the Lions and Cardinals are probably still in the mix for a wild card spot mathematically. Um, Probably more of a stretch for the Lions and Cardinals at six and six, but with the Saints looking like the second wild card team. Actually, I guess the Saints would not be. I guess the two. Uh, I guess I said the wild cards were the Seahawks and the Washington Football Team. Um, so you know, so there's Saints, Lions, and Cardinals aren't are still mathematically possibly in um so interesting kind of interesting to watch the last four games and kind of see how the you know after the panthers and packers how things kind of shape up uh the nfc races are a little bit or at least positioning a little bit tighter than the afc right now um where in the afc the chiefs patriots and browns are clearly the three top three teams in the afc um, the Packers and Panthers are the two best teams in the NFC. Um, but there could still be a little bit of a shakeup going on, especially with those two having to play each other and then the rest of the teams being within a couple of games of either team. Um, in a scenario where the Panthers win that week 16 matchup and they would get the one, uh, it would be in the effort in the result of a You know, tied record, the Niners would get the edge over the Packers for the two seed based on their regular season victory over the Packers. Um, So still a little bit of positioning going on in the NFC. Um, Like I said, overall in the NFL altogether, the Chiefs are the only team to clinch a playoff spot at this point. Um, Everybody else is still, you know, regardless of how things look still haven't, you know, mathematically clinched anything and made sure that their you know, rivals or anything can't catch them and get in. I, I imagine after week 14, that'll change. And most everybody will probably have clinched a playoff spot by that point. Um, and at that point, it'll just kind of come down to who gets what seating, you know, based on, you know, final, final results coming down the stretch. Um, Go take a look at the injury reports. Um, Let's see. Starting off with Cleveland. uh, Jamar Jeffries, their uh, young wide receiver, 97 overall. He is out five weeks with a broken hand. Um, Knowing the Browns, that's not really going to slow him down too much because they got two other receivers he can throw to that are – You know studs as well um so jeffrey's regular season is over um with four weeks to go uh he would be i think it would be a stretch for him to play in the wild card he'd for sure be back in the divisional round i believe um so you know that'll be good that will be good for the browns you know have him back in the playoffs um but that's their only injury moving on to the chiefs. Uh, maybe this will be a theme. Um, Pearson key for the wide, a wide receiver for the chiefs. He is out for six weeks. Um, he tore some cartilage in his knee, uh, for anybody who you know, doesn't know much about, um, anatomy of the body. Uh, cartilage is a spongy, Uh, Let's see what's the best way to describe it. It, It's basically a spongy, kind of rubbery, you know, substance that acts as a cushion for joints in the body. Um, You know, kind of helps keep, you know, bones from rubbing together and, you know, things like that. Kind of like, you know, fractures in... You know, in, in bones and stuff, uh, and cartilage tear—it's—it's it's just something that um, needs time to heal. Um, there's really no surgery that's gonna fix it. Um, it's just—it's just a time time requirement on waiting for the body to heal on its own. Um, so, much like Jeffers for the Browns, his regular season is over. Um, he's out six weeks, so he would be – I think it would be a stretch for him to back in the divisional round. If the Chiefs were to make it to the AFC Championship, I think he'd be back for that. Um, no, actually, no, that would that'd be when he'd be back. Um, so the Chiefs' third and fourth wide receivers and their tight end will kind of have to step up to kind of help make up for his – his absence, which I'm sure they're fully capable of doing. Chiefs um, running back all, you know, he's he can be a big part of the passing game too, so he can hopefully step up and help out as well. Uh, moving on to the Patriots. Patriots at this point have nobody injured, so good for them. Uh, looking at the Packers, the Packers have no one injured, and the Panthers have nobody Oh. Wait, spoke too soon. Uh, The Panthers are missing cornerback Dennis Baer, which I do believe he's been injured. He's got six weeks left. I'm pretty sure he's been on here since earlier in the year. Um, So much like the Chiefs wide receiver, he wouldn't be available to play until the championship game of the playoffs. Um, As evidenced by the Panthers' record, he's you know apparently not his absence is not impacting the defense much um seeing as how they still only got three losses over that stretch um but as a as a you know young player kind of from a development standpoint if the you know Panthers were wanting to develop him and have him be a key factor down the road kind of sucks that he's you know missing time with injury and not getting those Know, not getting experience in games if he was going to play at all, and only getting the you know, whatever he gets if he's a focus player and whatever he gets based on what the team does every week. Um, So, I would say, not nobody has any debilitating injuries that are just going to ruin their chances. A couple of you know, at least for the Browns and the Chiefs, the their wide receivers that are hurt can be, I mean, their offenses are okay without those players, but those players also can be, you know, key factors in helping their offense run effectively. Um, but nothing crushing with those injuries. Um. I believe that wraps things up for this podcast, so with four games to go, uh, good luck to everybody, and it'll be kind of fun with those two Week 16 user games to kind of see how that shakes up the playoffs. Um, Stay safe, and we will talk to you when we get to the end of the season before the playoffs.